0: Chapter Thirty Six of Ivanhoe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elliot Miller. Ivanhoe by Sir Walter Scott, Chapter Thirty Six. Say not my art is fraud; all live by seeming. THE BEGGAR BEGS WITH IT, AND THE GAY COURTIER GAINS LAND AND TITLE, RANK AND RULE BY SEEMING. THE CLERGY SCORN IT NOT, AND THE BOLD SOLDIER WILL EKE IT OUT WITH HIS SERVICE. ALL ADMIT IT, ALL PRACTICE IT, AND HE WHO IS CONTENT WITH SHOWING WHAT HE IS SHALL HAVE SMALL CREDIT, IN CHURCH OR CAMP OR STATE, SO WAGS THE WORLD. OLD PLAY Albert Malvasine, president, or, in the language of the order, preceptor, of the establishment of Templestowe, was brother to that Philip Malvescene who had been already occasionally mentioned in this history, and was, like that baron, in close league with Brian de Bois-Gilbert. Amongst dissolute and unprincipled men, of whom the temple order included but too many, Albert of Templestowe might be distinguished but with this difference from the audacious Bois de Gilbert, that he knew how to throw over his vices and his ambition the veil of hypocrisy, and to assume in his exterior the fanaticism which he internally despised. Had not the arrival of the Grand Master been so unexpectedly sudden, he would have seen nothing at Templestowe which might have appeared to argue any relaxation of discipline. And, even although surprised, and to a certain extent detected. Albert Malvescene listened with such respect and apparent contrition to the rebuke of his superior, and made such haste to reform the particulars he censured, succeeded in fine so well in giving an air of aesthetic devotion to a family which had been lately devoted to license and pleasure, that Lucas bois began to entertain a higher opinion of the preceptor's morals than the first appearance of the establishment had inclined him to adopt. But these favorable sentiments on the part of the Grand Master were greatly shaken by the intelligence that Albert had received within house of religion the Jewish captive, and, as was to be feared, the paramour of a brother of the order, and when Albert appeared before him he was regarded with unwonted sternness. There is in this mansion dedicated to the purpose of the holy order of the temple," said the Grand Master, in a severe tone, a Jewish woman, brought hither by a brother of religion, by your connivance, Sir Preceptor. Albert malvasine was overwhelmed with confusion. The unfortunate Rebecca had been confined in a remote and secret part of the building, and every precaution used to prevent her residence there from being known. He read in the looks of Bois-Menoir, ruin to Bois-Gilbert—and to himself—unless he should be able to avert the impending storm. "'Why are you mute?' continued the Grand Master. "'Is it permitted for me to reply?' answered the preceptor, in a tone of the deepest humility although by the question he was only meant to gain an instant space for arranging his ideas. "'Speak, you are permitted,' said the Grand Master. "'Speak, and say, knowest thou the capital of our holy rule? De comitonibus temple in sanctus civitate quicum miserimus misleribus versantur proptur oblectantinum carnus?' "'Surely, most revered father!' answered the preceptor, I have not risen to this office in the order, being ignorant of one of its most important prohibitions. How comes it, then, I demand of thee once more, that thou hast suffered a brother to bring a paramour, and that paramour a Jewish sorceress, into this holy place, to the stain and pollution thereof? A Jewish sorceress, echoed Albert Malvesine, good angels guard us. Aye, brother, a Jewish sorceress, said the Grand Master sternly. I have said it. Darest thou deny that this Rebecca, the daughter of that wretched usurer Isaac of York, and the pupil of the foul witch Miriam, is now, shame to be thought or spoken, lodged within this thy preceptory? Your wisdom, revered father, answered the preceptor, hath rolled away the darkness from my understanding. Much did I wonder that so good a knight as Brian de Bois Gilbert seemed so fondly besotted on the charms of this female, whom I received into this house merely to place a bar betwixt their growing intimacy, which else might have been cemented at the expense of the fall of our valiant and religious brother. "'Hath nothing, then, as yet, passed betwixt them in breach of his vow?' demanded the Grand Master. "'What, under this roof?' said the preceptor, crossing himself. St. Magdalene and the ten thousand virgins forbid! No, if I have sinned in receiving her here, it was in the erring thought that I might thus break off our brother's besotted devotion to this Jewess, which seemed to me so wild and unnatural, that I could not but ascribe it to some touch of insanity, more to be cured by pity than reproof. BUT SINCE YOUR REVEREND WISDOM HATH DISCOVERED THIS JEWISH QUEEN TO BE A SORCERESS, perchance IT MAY ACCOUNT FULLY FOR HIS ENAMOURED FOLLY. IT DOTH, IT DOTH, SAID WAMINWAR. SEE, BROTHER CONRAD, THE PERIL OF YIELDING TO THE FIRST DEVICES AND BLANDISHMENTS OF SATAN. WE LOOK UPON WOMAN ONLY TO GRATIFY THE LUST OF THE EYE, AND TO TAKE PLEASURE IN WHAT MEN CALL HER BEAUTY and the ancient enemy, the devouring lion, obtains power over us, to complete by talisman and spell a work which was begun by idleness and folly. It may be that our brother Bois-Gilbert does in this matter deserve rather pity than severe chastisement, rather the support of the staff than the strokes of the rod, and that our admonitions and prayers may turn him from his folly, and restore him to his brethren. It would be pity, said Conrad Monfichet, to lose to the order one of its best lances when the holy community most requires the aid of its sons. Three hundred Saracens has this Brian de Bois Gilbert slain with his own hand. The blood of these accursed dogs, said the Grand Master, shall be a sweet and acceptable offering to the saints and angels whom they despise and blaspheme and with their aid we will counteract the spells and charms with which our brother is entwined as in a net. He shall burst the bands of this Delilah, as Samson burst the two new cords with which the Philistines had bound him, and shall slaughter the infidels even heaps upon heaps. But concerning this foul witch, who hath flung her enchantments over a brother of the holy temple, assuredly she shall die the death, "But the laws of England!" said the preceptor, who, though delighted that the Grand Master's resentment, thus fortunately averted from himself and Boi Gilbert, had taken another direction, began now to fear he was carrying it too far. "The laws of England," interrupted Boumenoir, "permit and enjoin each judge to execute justice within his own jurisdiction. THE MOST PETTY BARON MAY ARREST TRY AND CONDEMN A WITCH FOUND WITHIN HIS OWN DOMAIN. AND SHALL THAT POWER BE DENIED TO THE GRAND MASTER OF THE TEMPLE WITHIN A PRECEPTORY OF HIS ORDER? NO, WE WILL JUDGE AND CONDEMN. THE WITCH SHALL BE TAKEN OUT OF THE LAND, AND THE WICKEDNESS THEREOF SHALL BE FORGIVEN. PREPARE THE CASTLE-HALL FOR THE TRIAL OF THE SORCERESS. ALBERT Malvasine BOWED AND RETIRED, NOT TO GIVE DIRECTIONS FOR PREPARING THE HALL but to seek out brian de bois gilbert and to communicate to him how matters were likely to terminate it was not long ere he found him foaming with indignation at a repulse he had anew sustained from the fair jewess the unthinking he said the ungrateful to scorn him who amidst blood and flames would have saved her life the risk of his own by heaven I abode roof and rafters crackled and crashed around me. I was the butt of a hundred arrows. They rattled on mine armor like hailstones against a lattice casement, and the only use I made of my shield was for her protection. This did I endure for her, and now the self-willed girl upbraids me that I did not leave her to perish, and refuses me not only the slightest proof of gratitude— but even the most distant hope that ever she will be brought to grant any. The devil that possessed her race with obstinacy has concentrated its full force in her single person. "'The devil,' said the preceptor, "'I think possessed you both. How oft have I preached to you caution, if not continence. Did I not tell you that there were enough willing Christian damsels to be met with who would think it sin to refuse so brave a knight?' Le Don de la Mer at mercy, and you must needs anchor your affection on a wilful, obstinate Jewess. By the mass I think old Lucas Baumanoir guessed right when he maintains he hath cast a spell over you. Lucas Baumanoir, said Wadoguer, reproachfully, are these your precautions, Malvassine? Hast thou suffered the daughter to learn that Rebecca is in the preceptory? How could I help it? said the preceptor. I neglected nothing that could keep secret your mystery, but it is betrayed, and whether by the devil or no, the devil only can tell. But I have turned the matter as I could. You are safe if you renounce Rebecca. You are pitied, the victim of magical delusion. She is a sorceress and must suffer as such. She shall not, by heaven, said Bois By heaven she must and will, said Malvisine. Neither you nor no one else can save her, Lucas Bermanoir, has settled that the death of a Jewish will be a sin-offering sufficient to atone for all the amorous indulgences of the Knights Templars. And thou knowest he hath both the power and will to execute so reasonable and pious a purpose. Will future ages believe that such stupid bigotry ever existed? said Wigilbert, striding up and down the apartment. What they may believe I know not said malvasine calmly but i know well that in this our day clergy and laymen take ninety-nine to the hundred will cry amen to the grand master's sentence i have it said wagobert albert thou art my friend thou must connive at her escape malvasine and i will transport her to some place of greater security and secrecy i cannot if i would replied the preceptor The mansion is filled with the attendants of the Grand Master, and others who are devoted to him. And to be frank with you, brother, I would not embark with you in this matter, even if I could hope to bring my bark to heaven. I have risked enough already for your sake. I have no mind to encounter a sentence of degradation, or even to lose my preceptory for the sake of a painted piece of Jewish flesh and blood. And you, if you will be guided by my counsel will give up this wild goose-chase, and fly or hawk at some other game. Think, Wa gilbert thy present rank, thy future honours, all depend on the place and the order. Shouldst thou adhere perversely to thy passion for this Rebecca, thou wilt give Wamanoir the power of expelling thee, and he will not neglect it. He is jealous of the truncheon which he holds in his trembling gripe, and he knows thou stretchest thy bold hand towards it. Doubt not he will ruin thee, if thou affordest him a pretext so fair as thy protection of a Jewish sorceress. Give him his scope in this matter, for thou canst not control him. When the staff is in thine own firm grasp thou mayest caress the daughters of Judah, or burn them as thou best suit thine own humour. malvasine said Wagobert, thou art a cold blooded friend, said the preceptor hastening to fill up the blank in which Bois-Gilbert would probably have placed a worse word a cold-blooded friend I am and therefore more fit to give thee advice i tell thee once more that thou canst not save Rebecca i tell thee once more thou canst but perish with her go hie thee to the Grand Master throw thyself at his feet and tell him-not at his feet by heaven but to the daughter's very beard will i say say to him then to his beard continued malvasine coolly that you loved the captive jewess to distraction and the more thou dost enlarge on thy passion the greater will be his haste to end it by the death of the fair enchantress while thou taken in flagrant derelict by the avowal of a crime contrary to thine oath canst hope no aid of thy brethren and must exchange all thy brilliant visions of ambition and power to lift perhaps a mercenary spear in some of the petty quarrels between Flanders and Burgundy. "'Thou speakest the truth, malvasine said Brian de Bois-Gilbert, after a moment's reflection. "'I will give the hoary bigot no advantage over me, and for Rebecca she hath not merited at my hand that I should expose rank and honour for her sake. "'I will cast her off.' "'Yes,' I WILL LEAVE HER TO HER FATE, UNLESS... QUALIFY NOT THY WISE AND NECESSARY RESOLUTION, SAID MARVACINE. WOMEN ARE BUT THE TOYS WHICH MUST AMUSE OUR LIGHTER HOURS. AMBITION IS A SERIOUS BUSINESS OF LIFE. PERISH A THOUSAND BUT FRAIL BAUBLES AS THIS jewess, BEFORE THY MANLY STEP PAUSE IN THE BRILLIANT CAREER THAT LIES STRETCHED BEFORE THEE. FOR THE PRESENT WE PART. NOR MUST WE BE SEEN TO HOLD CLOSE CONVERSATION. I must order the hall for his judgment seat. What? said Wagobert, so soon? Aye, replied the preceptor. Trial moves rapidly on when the judge has determined the sentence beforehand. Rebecca, said Guaiobert when he was left alone, thou art like to course me dear. Why cannot I abandon thee to thy fate as this calm hypocrite recommends? One effort will I make to save thee. But beware of ingratitude, for if I am again repulsed, my vengeance shall equal my love. The life and honor of Bois-Gilbert must not be hazarded, where contempt and reproaches are his only reward. The preceptor had hardly given the necessary orders when he was joined by Conrad Montfichet, who acquainted him with the Grand Master's resolution to bring the Jewess to instant trial for sorcery. It is surely a dream, said the preceptor, We have many Jewish physicians. We call them not wizards, though they work wonderful cures. The Grand Master thinks otherwise, said Montfichet. And Albert, I would be upright with thee, wizard or not, if it were better that this miserable damsel die, than that Brian D. Wigilbert should be lost to the Order, or the Order divided by internal dissension. Thou knowest his high rank, his fame and arms, thou knowest the zeal with which many of our brethren regard him. But all this will not avail him with our grand master should he consider Brian as the accomplice, not the victim, of this Jewess. Were the souls of the twelve tribes in a single body, it were better she suffered alone than that Brian Gilbert be partner in her destruction. I have been working with him even now to abandon her, said Malvasine. But still, are there grounds enough to condemn this Rebecca for sorcery? Will not the Grand Master change his mind when he sees that the proofs are so weak? They must be strengthened, Albert, replied Marfechier. They must be strengthened. Dost thou understand me? I do, said the preceptor. Nor do I scruple to do aught for advancement of the order. There is little time to find engines fitting. Malvosine, they must be found, said Conrad. Well will it advantage both order and thee. This temple is a poor preceptory, that of Maison-Joux. is double its value. Thou knowest my interest with our old chief. Find those who can carry this matter through, and thou art preceptor of maison in the fertile Kent, how sayest thou? There is, replied Malversine, among those who came hither with Bois-Gilbert, two fellows whom I well know, servants they were to my brother Philip de Malvacine. And pass from his service to that of Fontebeuf. It may be they knew something of the witcheries of this woman. Away, seek them out instantly and in hark thee. If a bison or two will sharpen their memory, let them not be wanting. They would swear the mother that bald of a sorceress for a zechin, said the preceptor. Away, then, said Montfichet. At noon the affair will proceed. I have not seen our senior in such earnest preparation since he condemned to the stake Hamet al-Fagi, a convert who relapsed to the Moslem faith. The ponderous castle bell had tolled at the point of noon, when Rebecca heard a trampling of feet upon the private stair which led to her place of confinement. The noise announced the arrival of several persons, and the circumstance rather gave her joy, for she was more afraid of the solitary visits of the fierce and passionate Joao than of any evil that could befall her besides the door of the chamber was unlocked and conrad and the preceptor malvacine entered attended by four warders clothed in black and bearing halberds daughter of an accursed race said the preceptor arise and follow us whither said rebecca and for what purpose damsel answered conrad it is not for thee to question but to obey. Nevertheless be it known to thee that thou art to be brought before the tribunal of the Grand Master of our Holy Order, there to answer for thine offences. May the God of Abraham be praised, said Rebecca, folding her hands devoutly. The name of a judge, though an unwilling enemy to my people, is to me as the name of a protector. Most willingly do I follow thee. Permit me only to wrap my veil about my head. They descended the stair with slow and solemn step, traversed a long gallery, and by a pair of folding doors placed at the end entered the great hall in which the Grand Master had for the time established his court of justice. The lower part of this ample apartment was filled with squires and yeomen, who made way not without some difficulty for Rebecca, attended by the preceptor and Montfichet, and followed by the guard of Halberdiers to move forward to the seat appointed for her. As she passed through the crowd, her arms folded and her head depressed, a scrap of paper was thrust into her hand, which she received almost unconsciously, and continued to hold without examining its contents. The assurance that she possessed some friend in this awful assembly gave her courage to look around, and to mark into whose presence she had been conducted. She gazed, accordingly, upon the scene which we shall endeavor to describe in the next chapter. End of chapter 36